0: What up, though Welcome to another episode of Locks Love Life where we discuss our take on the three L's. And if you've been listening to us this far, then you know that this is our last episode for the season. And I'm happy that we made it this far. I hope that you've got to know a little bit more about us. And we're going to be a little free on this episode, tell you a little bit more about ourselves and just things that we want to discuss. And I just want to know, like, what have you learned about us since we've started this podcast, Key? Me and Ray individually. And then what have you learned about yourself?
1: I mean, I feel like in terms of what I learned about y'all, I feel like, you know, I've I've known y'all for a long time. But, like, I'm, I'm glad I got to get a glimpse into how y'all think. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all thought process and, like, where y'all coming from in terms of the decisions that you make. So... You know how you friends with somebody for a long time <clears throat> and you see the things that they do and you like, damn, why this nigga do that? But in hearing you explain just where you're coming from and, and some of the experiences that we haven't talked about, it it provides clarity to your your decision making and thought process. <clears throat> so it's 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 cool to see that and to see the the growth and progression in, in you guys' journeys. And then for me, it really has illuminated how far I've come since I've met y'all and how far I've come in the last several years as it relates to my spiritual and personal journey. Like, you know, just hearing, like, y'all say different things and I'm reacting differently to, you know, those statements than I was used to is just, it's just really self-revealing, you know. And then some of the blind spots, too. When we talked about trauma bonds, I'm like, damn, like, there's just some work I need to do in this area.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, um, learning from y'all, uh, I think, is very similar to you. I think I I understand certain things that made of, especially with you, key I may not have understood or I may not have got at that point in time, but, like, hearing you work through, your process man it's crazy because like damn i i i thought that i knew or i thought that i understood but it's cool and um and me uh i am when i'm in a group or in a situation y'all know i'm silly i talk uh whatever but me being on this podcast i'm out here for whoever is going to listen so <laughs> me speaking publicly and and really letting it kind of dangle is it's it's different for me, uh, you know, and having to make myself make posts and stuff like that because like social media for me is is not I don't really participate, to be honest with y'all. I mean I'm I'm pretty sure people see me uh crowding a timeline right now and they're like, dang, where where did she come from? Like <laughs> 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 she she don't ever post this much and you know, it, it's different for me, but I'm starting to like a little bit. Um uh yeah, so it's been
0: cool. I really enjoy it. Well, I think I learned how to be more uh, comfortable with myself. Um, I'm a very secretive person, so talking on this podcast is very revealing. And I think that that's something that I had to come accustomed to. Something that I've become more comfortable with. Uh, I've been knowing Keith since like ninth, tenth grade. So it's just like doing this podcast with her, uh, hearing some of the things she talked about. It's like I always knew this. You know what I'm saying? But you know, um, I think that. With her, I feel like she let some boundaries down and she let some people in because people always look at that person like they're the strong person. They got everything together. And I think that it's strong when you let people know that you don't have everything together. And these are the things that I've been dealing with. And so um, I'm proud that she has been able to speak about those issues and talk about it without feeling like it's going to be an issue or feeling any certain type of way about herself. Uh, Me and Ray really getting to know each other, but Mm -hmm. I feel like she has been able to like not really in many circumstances that we have hung out that she has been very talkative. So I feel like she's been more talkative on the podcast, a talkative ass nigga on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) I feel like, you know, I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like uh, we are, you know, learning a lot about each other at the same time. And I feel like I'm learning that it's. It's okay to, to be unique and you aren't going to be like everybody else. And it's okay to tell your story. Somebody out there want to listen. Somebody out there can relate to you. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. But I don't want to be so serious on this. Uh, So let's just try to change it up. Like, what would your dream job be? Dream job? Okay. So I hope
2: they, you know, somebody hear it from there. But I want to be a strength and conditioning coach at the uh, camps, in, uh, the Nike camps in New York. That would be, like, my dream job. And what about you, Key?
1: I'd be, like, a <laughs> fucking worldwide, world-renowned DJ like David Guetta. Hey. Or, like, Steve Aoki or something like that. Like, you just play to a festival of, like, tens of thousands of people and, like, everybody just hype. Like, I feel like DJing, like, you control the mood and the vibe of a situation. That's it. And I, you know, I do DJ a little bit. And so, it's like, I'm so fucking, like... I feel free when I'm able to like play music and control the mood and the vibe of a situation and so like doing that I think would be cool as fuck.
0: I think my dream job would be to work at like a marijuana farm or dispensary where I can like touch and grow the weed and like I don't know a lot of people know I'm a hippie by heart you know some people got a problem with that maybe not I don't care but I think that you know work because it's People think that it's only one type of person that smokes marijuana, and that's definitely not true. Definitely. I've met people from different walks of life, um, professors, doctors, all type of things that smoke marijuana. So I feel like working in that dispensary or that type of life, I would just meet different people and and hear different stories. And I think that would be the most interesting thing for me. So I think that would be
2: like the best job. Let's speak it into the existence, man. Cause hey, man, hey, we live. First of all, we live in the city. Mm. It's an opportunity zone. <laughs> <laughs> They're giving out these licenses. Let's go. Man, Let's do something. hey y'all, invest. <laughs> y'all tell me
1: how much it costs, and I'll
2: slide some, slides, y'all some look, Hey I- man, I'm for real. Let's look into that on the website. We are gonna get that for you. We are gonna and see. And I'm gonna work on mine. And
1: hey,
0: skies went yeah. for you, bro. We got the oh. fitness business. We got the DJ. All <laughs> at my dispensary. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> but like, what's one of y'all worst pet peeves? Date, dating somebody. Like what's the worst thing? Like, oh I hate this bitch always picking her teeth? Like what's the what's the thing
2: that tick you off? Uh I think I, I think I kinda said it. I I don't like when somebody lies or hides something from me because But
0: what what's something that they do though? Not just lying. Oh, like, you mean like physical like, uh, or like oh she always opened the pop it. backwards or she don't oh, okay. close the chips or well, or have, something like I that. I don't
2: think I have that right now, but at my ex uh I always like I told y'all before, I always date people that are smaller than me. And she used to always like kind of duck down when I hugged her and she thought it was funny, like, Oh, you so huge, you you just a giant. And I that shit used to piss me off. That's like,
0: disrespectful.
2: Very she like, you always crowding over me, why you hugging me? I'm like, bitch, this is why we shouldn't be dating. <laughs> that was that was a pet peeve of mine.
1: If you don't clean and if you inconsistent, I can't fuck with you.
2: Mm. Mm,
0: I don't know I think the pet peeve of mine is just like being judgmental because it's like damn I like you but this is how you really think like this is how you think about other people like that's that's annoying to me to be like oh damn Mm -hmm. she just poor because of this or like just that that pre-judgment of somebody before you get to know them is like a pet peeve for me and Mm -hmm. that one set like that one that stuck mindset it, it only can be this one way Mm -hmm. And you're not open to other ideas. Like, that's a pet peeve for me. Because it's like, you can be beautiful. You could be Beyonce. But your mind is fucked up. I don't want
2: to deal with you. I feel that. I feel that. I think think after you just said that, another thing I hate is, like, when somebody is always on social media and, like, comparing themselves to other women, especially uh, celebrity women. It's like, why are you... Why do you care what other people think? And then also why are you like trying so hard to be this person that is obviously not you? You need to just be yourself.
1: I don't like the negative nassies. Like mm. I'm a dreamer <laughs> and I I like to do a lot of different types of things. And so if I'm like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to do this podcast, or I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that, I'm about to start my business here. I'm, you know, about to publish this book. And like, well, is anybody gonna read yeah. That kind of shit is like Bitch, no. Like I don't like that, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, again, that's revealing about whatever they want and whatever they got going on. And two it's like, yeah, okay, if if two people read it and they value it and they get something out of it, then I've done my job. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I don't I don't like the fact that you
0: wrote it down and put your story out there yeah. and you did your job. I don't mm-hmm. like and
1: speaking of that, I don't like like motherfuckers that's like negative as fuck. But if y'all want some positivity, Go on Amazon and get you a copy (laughs) of uh, (laughs) Words in ADHD by me. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me know how you feel about it on the the website. And I feel like in this quarantine... Quarantine. Quarantine. quarantine, quarantine, Bitch, you you, bougie.
0: This quarantine. (laughs) It'll make it work. (laughs) Y'all know how I do. Anyway, in this quarantine times, I feel like people have been buying a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. unnecessarily, or just things they thought were cool. So, what is your favorite item that you bought this year?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the quarantine, I bought a lot of blazers. I ain't gonna hold you. It was a lot of sales because niggas wasn't going nowhere, and I love to shop at Express because shit fits really well. So, and I'm part of like they little, you know, what is that? The A list, the A list club rewards or program. <laughs> <laughs> they A list, you know, the rewards. So yeah, like. I bought a bunch of blazers. Like I bought a red velvet blazer with like black lapels and buttons. And I can't wait to fucking bust that bitch out at some point. Mm-hmm. But like just I just I don't know. I just love suits and I love dressing up and that's just like my thing. So I just bought a lot of like dress clothes in the quarantine. Mm.
0: I've bought a lot of Nike socks. I love socks. Um socks are my thing. If you buy me some socks, I might love you forever. Um, but I bought a lot of socks and gym shoes. Shout out to Nike. I need a a check. I need a, um, you know, something sent back to me, send me a free pair of shoes or something because Nike has definitely gotten my money over this quarantine, (laughs) whether it be socks or gym shoes and shout out to them. That's all I got to say.
2: Um, actually my favorite thing that I bought is something that, you know, might seem small, but. I bought a uh, a Tupperware, like a, I I forgot what those are called, but it's a, it's a big container mm. that I use to compost. Mm. And I made it into a composting thing where like I had a I had a drill hole I got some worms and Oh I, no, not worms. Well the worms uh eat all the yeah, the, the clippings mm. and the mm. old fruit and whatever that you throw in there. Yeah. And they shit out and then it's like dirt. Like mm-hmm. it's Black gold, so I think I think it's so dope. Like you know, I'm gonna use the stuff that they make for me uh, to grow my garden next year. So I think that's really. What
0: that's what's up garden, and she got that green thumb out here. I'm trying now. Who is your hero?
1: So I think that um, to your point when you talking about the gardening and all that or whatever, I feel like the gift that the best gift I got during the quarantine was a diffuser because my shit burnt out, and I love to create a vibe and. That was a a dog's gift. Shout out to the person that bought me that diffuser. But my hero is my mom, hands down. Like, my mom is a thoroughbred, like I said before, thoroughbred person. Uh, My mom is selfless and is my best friend. And I feel like I do everything I do to make her proud of me and to also be an inspiration to her. And so it's just like, that's, that's who I look up to. You know what I'm saying? I We are best friends right now. Um, we, our relationship has grown and improved and although not perfect, like that's my main thing, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I feel like that is, you know, who I look up to and who I aspire to be like.
0: Um, I don't want to piggyback that, but um, my mom is definitely my hero The older I get, the more I uh, see myself turning into her. Our birthdays are actually a day apart, so I feel like that makes us real close and I can understand a lot of things that she went through when I was younger. Uh, I've seen my mom be very resilient and live her life in the way that she wanted to live regardless of how her sisters or family felt or wanted to judge her. I've seen my mom take care of four kids with no help and provide for us without wanting us to go for anything. And I think that that has taught me how to be a resilient person and be confident and walk the lifestyle that I am in. And I think, like he said, like her relationship has has been better over time with her mom. And I think that my relationship has got a lot better with my mom. Like, I talk to my mom about 10 times a day, maybe 15. I know she gets tired of me calling her, but (laughs) I don't care. I'm going to call you and I'm going (laughs) to ask you these questions. And uh, you know what I'm saying? She talked to me too. And I feel like, you know, my mom is like one of my friends now. And it's like obviously not one of my friend friends you know what I'm saying but if I needed to be like if I needed to hang out with my mom or talk to her or have a drink with my mom like I could I don't feel scared like a lot of people feel scared to do that with their parent and I don't and I just look at her like a hero like you're so strong you're resilient and at the end of the day you're still happy and that's that's important that's that to me is my hero like no doubt and people I'm a mom I'm a mommy's girl like people hear me talk (laughs) about my mama all day yeah. I won't stop because that person that, that that person that my mom is, she Wonder Woman. Period. 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 My mom is a pimp
1: nigga. So I'm like <laughs> I'll be like, hey, oh, you got some gazine. And that's been that's been for a long time. Like my mom, hey. And a lot know. of my
0: friends have real strong relationships with their mom. Like I even met their mama, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of my friends have strong relationships with their mom or their grandma. And I think, like, that's imper- important and it says a lot about that person. And so, I just, I don't know. Yeah, like, important. maybe when I was younger, you know, you feel you feel like everybody's against you and you hate the world. So, it's like, oh, you know, fuck my mama. But it's like, now, <laughs> like, bitch, you say fuck my mama, I'm ready to fight. fight like, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, I love my mama. Don't yeah. get me
1: twisted. My yeah. grandma, though, was a thorough-ass nigga, too. So, that's why I said, like, if I, if I pay tribute and say I love my mama and my mama is my hero, that means I'm paying tribute to my grandma, too. Because yeah. my grandma birthed her and that was her example. And my grandma was my best friend when she was alive and we used to, man, we used to run the streets. Like <laughs> I, I ran the streets with my grandma, dog, so that was that was my guy. But also I feel like in our families too, we got to understand that even though we got a lot of positive experiences with our families, like those same relationships did create sources of trauma. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we there is a duality because like my grandma like was a great woman and she did her thing and that was my, my baby, but she also like... Did a lot of fucked up shit to my mom, and to me. Mm. So like, we gotta take that with a grain of salt. But definitely like, like I say, like my mom is is my guy, and then my grandma is like close second. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I think. Hey, ma, I love
1: you. What up, Gerber baby?
2: That's what I call her. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby. Um, yeah, like y'all said, as I got older and as I as I um, came into myself, me and my mom have a great. An excellent relationship. Uh, I talk to her often. But my hero and my favorite, uh, I'm sorry, mama. I'm sorry, everybody else. It's Granny. Granny. Dick. Dick. <laughs> Granny. Dick. I'm some Granny. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Granny. bitch Y'all might think I'm being disrespectful. <laughs> and my grandma's going to hear this. And the reason why I'm calling her that is because, like, I had a friend that, you know, he thought he, she was so cool. And she was, he was just like, I'm going to call you Granny, bitch. <laughs> But my grandma is the coolest person, like, that I've ever, like, witnessed. And she's just so down for anything. Like, if I say, Grandma, get dressed, she coming. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy. And um, I just love her. I could talk to her about anything. I mean, anything. And we had some, Sometimes I'd be like, dang, this is my grandma. (laughs) We've had some some combos. And, uh, man, I'm just so lucky and happy to have have gotten to know her because when I was younger, um my mom is like a thoroughbred too and she was like real strict on us and so when I was younger I didn't think that it was okay for me to speak to my grandma you know what I'm saying I didn't think it was okay for me to like have a normal conversation like yeah obviously you know if she asked me something I'm gonna respond but I don't know think... they say don't tell what, what happens in my house stays in my house no but like my mom was like if a adult don't speak to you if a dog don't speak to you you don't speak and that's how I felt. And like I was like, dang, Grandma I took for your mom one of the other most thoroughest people I ever met my great-grandma to pass for me and you to have a relationship. But I'm so happy that we do have one. And shoot, I might even end up at her house tonight, y'all. Hey,
1: shout out to Granny. <laughs> no, your grandma is solid as fuck, Man. I I love her. She's so dope. Right. So, dope, so man. dope. And she got swag too, right? She, like, hey. Swag. She, can,
2: she can dress. She know how to design I'm some
1: so stuff. Dope. Okay. Yeah, and your mom, but hey. Hey, your y'all mama know my mama. Y'all hey. you know your mom cool as hell. Like I've known you for a long time. Your mama be like, hey,
0: what's, Your what's mama you do? don't play. That's <laughs> Look, all I'ma say. Hey,
2: my mama. <laughs> hey, my
0: mama <laughs> hey, my mama Your mama cool. My mama cool, but she don't fuck with nobody. Miss Rose man, too <laughs> Shout out to Russman Roseman. We have flu parties in the basement. Um, Miss
1: Roseman was there. Um, hey, <laughs> but hey, she cool, but she don't she don't be she, she, she don't be on that bullshit. Hey, and like- don't deal with disrespect. Look,
0: okay, on period. But your <laughs> mama, your mama cool as hell. Yeah, everybody be like, your mama cool as hell. So she like cussing me out in the background, but like everybody else she cool
1: too. Okay, yeah. hey, the fact no, that she remembered me and we, we, we met each other three
0: times is like my mama remember everybody. Yeah, yeah. She and she be like, girl. oh no, was that the bitch who left the trash on my
1: porch? <laughs> oh, she can't come back over here. <laughs> my mama be like, halt! Who's at my door? <laughs> I don't
0: know you, you or you. You stay
2: outside.
0: <laughs> Man, okay. what? Right. Man, like who uh, are your
2: friends here? I'm your friends. I don't <laughs>
0: Seriously <laughs> though, what's what's your favorite time of year?
2: Ooh, um, I would have to say spring. I'm a spring baby.
1: Fall, well, cause I love the fashion, and I love the colors, and that's on period. I love boots.
0: I'm a summer baby, baby. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I love the summer
0: though Like born and raised in the summer July 18th, I'm a cancer I love the summertime, I love the heat uh, One thing I did hate when I was a kid though Was like you never could get the cupcakes in class That was a downer, you know yeah, that's Like ma'am, oh, I can't yeah, get the cupcakes you know? hey, They do like church though they, they celebrate all the
1: birthdays Like before you leave school, yeah. all the summer birthdays And then everybody gotta do all the treats on one day Yeah, that's that was the worst thing
0: man. But other than that, I love having a summer birthday I love the heat you know what I'm saying? I love the shorts and, and the t-shirts. I like sundress I also season. love the air. Sundress <laughs> you know season is this it. the shit. Like, yeah. I'm a
1: summer baby too, July I'm June, not wearing March. a sundress, shout but out I'm here to, for it. Shout-outs to the Leos. i like looking at people like that. <laughs> period. Shout-outs to the Leos. You know what I'm saying? And the Cancers, obviously. But all the July birthdays on period, like, we are the shit. But, like, dog, sundress season is a real thing. But I just love fall because, like, -hmm. To me, it's the perfect mix. Like, like I said, I love Tims, I love boots, I love like layering, jean jackets, you know, sweaters. I'm a sweater wearing ass nigga. So, but once I got to put a coat on, you lost me. Okay, coats (laughs) like big, heavy coats, but just like nice, like light shit. Like, I love like that look. So that's 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 why I y'all. Yeah.
0: What was your first crush like? When Mm -hmm. did you know? That you were attracted to women because I've been friends with somebody and they mama was like, I never believed she was gay until she actually was crying over a girl. Like i I seen that she had feelings for a woman hey. and she like, I could be attracted to a woman, but I can never have feelings for a woman. So when was that first time for you that you knew that you was <laughs> gay
2: as fuck and that you liked women? Oh, okay. So I didn't know I was gay. I wouldn't say I knew I was gay, but I knew that for sure. I had a crush on this girl because, um, I was like, How old you? like seven or eight. I had a I had a strong like like for this girl. I was uh, like I was kind of cool with her, uncle, which was like the same age as me, but I really. Like, only went over the house. I, me, and, me and him was cool, but I only went over there, like, to to play and whatever because the girl was there. And I was, like, a super, like, a nerd, like, quiet, always good, all that kind of stuff. And I remember we had, like, a sleepover, and it was supposed to be me and him, like, hanging out. But she was there, obviously, because she lived there. And, like, I was showing out and being bad, and I actually broke they light because I was trying to be like cool for her like I, <laughs> she was fine like that was my sister friend but like she was so <laughs> fine and I was like damn I'm really tripping over this girl
1: Man <laughs> yeah, I was in summer camp and um, how old were you? I six or seven and like, like the first person that kissed me was a white girl and, and um, Always be the white bitches <laughs> man, it was A white girl yeah, I was five just playing house <laughs> and she kissed me and I was like this ain't bad." But then, as years went on, like I always was attracted to other girls, like when I was like in, in like uh, after school, like latchkey camp and stuff, and so like I just was like, damn, like I really, you know. But like <laughs> the first girl that really like like, fucked my world up, um, it was this girl in high school, man, and like. It was this girl in high school, and I was really like. Uh, I can't even describe it. I can't I'm not I can't even go into detail because I'm not about to channel that that vibration. But I just feel like it was just a situation where I just was like all in, like all all through my life, like I had had situations where I was in compromising experiences with young ladies, like leading up to when I was out it. But I think like the, the when I really knew was when like I was I was playing varsity and I was on the team with this girl and Man, we'd be on the phone for eight, nine, ten hours, bro. Mm. And it got to a point my mom was looking at the bills. This when we used to get the paper bills. Mm. She like, mm. and she told her dad she was like, "Your daughter is talking to my daughter for eight, nine, ten hours a night." Who is doing homework and who's going to sleep? Because you know you got to wait till yeah. like nine, nine or seven for o'clock. Yeah. But if you had like I that's what AT was singular, <laughs> and you had nine o'clock. But sometimes you get seven o'clock uh, free calls. Them youngest
2: so we'll don't even know the, what the hell we're talking about. I'm saying,
1: but we'll be on the phone for a long ass time. Let, let me let me listen to you breathe while we right. sleep. You know, just with anytime, the phone in your chest, and I'm just not that kind of person. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna be on the phone with you. And we not talking, and we just breathing and sleep. That's when I knew I was like, all right, bro, I'm in this shit for a
0: long Like, Aww. Aww. man, I don't know. Like, I feel like all my life people been telling me I was gay before I could actually know who yeah, I was I and define it. my sexuality. Um, but I remember like being eleven years old and starting my menstrual cycle and telling my uncle like, God, I wish I was a boy because it was just so detrimental. Like, I want to play these sports, I want to do this, and it was like obviously. I didn't want to be a real boy for real but I think that was the first time that I realized maybe something was different about me because I wanted to still relate to the boys I wanted to still play basketball and tag and stuff and my body was changing and I was also changing at the same time I don't feel like I had a real crush on a girl to like I was in high school mm-hmm. and I was just like took over by this one girl and she always she used so to compliment me. <laughs> Oh God. And I didn't but the thing is like I didn't know how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like she always used to tell me I compliment me on how I dress, my hair, everything, walk me to my classes, have lunch with me. She had a car. You know what I'm saying? She was talking to me all the time and I'm just like, Okay, I don't know what this is and I remember talking to one of my friends at track practice, like Bro, I think I like girls. Like, I think, like, I like girls. And you know what I'm saying? And, and shout out to her, man. She's still fine as hell. But, um,
1: <laughs> man, like, she had like 11 million kids. But like, she got. I'm not
0: going to lie. Like, she literally defined how I dressed my senior year of high school. And I was khakis creased. If you went to Southfield High khaki's School, creased. Khaki's, khaki's, khakis creased, creased with, with the my Nicky's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, we had on. We had a uh, no dress code. That that one year we started having dress code. I was wearing polos, khaki shorts, Air hey, Force dickies, ones, nigga. dickies. I, I remember because me and Key went school shopping together. It was like the first time our parents let us school shop for ourselves. And I'm we like, yes, the, nigga, we Mister. I'm like, nigga, yes. I'm wearing polo shirts and stuff. I'm about to dress like this. This is how I want to present myself. And we mm-hmm. was just so happy and. I just remember, like, that was the first poem I wrote about a girl. Like, I just,
2: Aww, I was
0: so, like, but I just didn't know how to handle it at that time. Like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to handle this situation? She used to be like,
1: you so cute in your polo. And I'm like, bitch, I'm wearing one tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, you geez. know what I'm saying? That was, I think that, too, like, we was able to take ownership of what our image was, too. Yeah. So that was so... That was important. That was so important because it was just like, you know, your parents was buying your shit or you wanted to look a certain way, whatever, but it's like... With the dress code, like even with my mom, like the way that she explained the way, like to my grandparents, like, oh, um, she looked like blah blah blah. She like, well, they have dress code at school. Mm-hmm. They gotta wear. They this have to wear this. And, this. Right. and so it, it made it easier because I was like, you know, we was like, oh, bitch, we gonna get these jabos, We gonna get these like Dickies. We gonna you know wear it. Mm-hmm. It like you know these followers. shirts. Forces because we out. had to wear collar shirts. We yeah. couldn't wear it, you know. what I'm saying, and so it's like we had to wear like single colors choose. A hey, time. shout
0: out to Miss Arquette for letting people be themselves in oh, her class yeah, she, and so skipping her class and drive her little minivan and shit. <laughs> shout, shout out to you, Miss Arquette. I was
1: dope as hell for that. Wait, hey, and hey, 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 real talk, we gotta do this. Um, Disclaimer. And shout out to the late, great Miss Brenda Perryman. For sure. I feel like um doing the, doing the the sets, so I was in the engineering academy and doing the sets for the, the plays, like from the tech side, and just seeing a lot of people come out of that academy yeah. with um, being successful in their careers, being in the arts. You know, you got people that's doing videos for Big Sean and, mm-hmm. and living in fucking California and doing DJing and, and cinematography and all that. I feel like she was a thoroughbred, like, great person and just allowing people to be themselves in the arts. And I feel like we were fortunate to go to a school where we had educated, talented, and passionate. Mm -hmm. And caring black people who who were administrators who poured into us.
0: Yeah, and I think the story that she told us about prom night and, you know, how everything happened to her, really, that stuck with me a lot. Um, I didn't go to prom I was at prom but I didn't go to prom you can't you sense. can't see me go uh, I came to see people go off to prom <laughs> and I was at the parties for prom I was the life of the party <laughs> um but I wasn't at prom per se my mom me and my mom was going through this thing I wasn't about to wear a dress people would tell you at my senior, senior party when I walked across the stage I had on they thought I had on a full so in when I showed up at the after party I had straight queen Latifah straight to the break set it off braids okay I was. This nigga had a wig
1: on. Period.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> this nigga was like, a whoop."
0: <laughs> and I, I'm gonna be who I want to be. I think that's when I really yeah. defined who I was. But, um, like she said, shout out to Miss Perry, man. I didn't take any other arts classes, but one of the things that I really do remember about her is telling us that story about prom night and you know the drinking and driving and everything like that. And that definitely stuck with me over time. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Now
2: let me ask you something that y'all just said. So the teacher let y'all drive her car.
1: <laughs> I mean I've never had her class Look first I'm of not. all don't be
2: coming after Miss Ike, no,
0: okay not, Because you know what I'm saying <laughs> she, don't, she don't work there no more but she was open And she let you she was an art teacher, you know what I'm saying? She let you be open and expressive in her class, and I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of things that people couldn't deal with at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Come here as you are, and mm-hmm. I'm going to um, shelter you, and I'm going to let you be in this mm-hmm. classroom. It's an art class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draw, feel free, express yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of things that lack. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, people was just driving off in her car. I'm sure some people who was on lunch, whipping the whip. Y'all know what I'm talking about with the minivan. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what I'm saying? I feel like she was that person that you can go to, yeah. that you could confide in. and um you know she taught people how to give back as well because she had her uh her little bowls that she made for humanity mm-hmm. you would say you will make the bowls and you will sell the bowls they would do dinner and things like that I may have a um, term mixed up but I know that my sister and brother was very involved in that and um to this day actually my sister has a good relationship with her still mm-hmm. so yeah. she's a good she's a good person on that on and I, that
1: note I feel like in general though like even the people that <clears throat> I didn't take none of her classes and I don't have her, but they felt comfortable. Like a lot of the band kids felt comfortable having lunch there, because it was just a, a, a space where they could be themselves. And yeah. I feel like for youth in particular, like I work with youth right now, <clears throat> having a space where you could be yourself is fucking critical to your mm-hmm. development. Because like you always got to put on, and you got especially if you have a lot of things going on. Your parents aren't fully developed and. You don't have a good relationship with them. Just having a space where you can come with your peers and be who you are is really critical. And that art room, that lunch room, that lunchtime art room provided a lot of that. Um, That lunchtime band room provided a lot of that. Like, arts are so important in the schools. Like, Mm -hmm. arts helped me, you know, be successful in in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still could read music, I still can, you know, do all that. But at the same time, it's just like, that rhythm, that temper, that discipline with practicing and, and being able to do that is is critical and it's key. Just
0: being able to be different and knowing that it's yeah. okay to be different. Like, oh, this is an yeah. art world. It's like, a- oh, I just yeah. got to do this to succeed. It's like, no, you can draw. You can write poetry. Like, yeah. shout out to the Poetry Club at, at hey, Southfield High School. Hey. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> when I really first started writing my poetry. And I'm like wow, other people express themselves like this as well, and it's okay for me to talk like this, like wow, you know what I'm saying? It was just like okay, cool. I feel like it just opened me up, and I feel like Miss Haket did that for a lot of students, even to this day. Like, and like I said, my sister still has a good relationship with her, still contacts her all the time. And to this day, if y'all don't believe it or not, Miss Hakette is still going to school right now to better herself. And And still, like, you know what I'm saying, helping other people in the community. Just, I just want to put that out there because she's just
1: a dope ass person. Miss Teague was my bro, though. Oh,
0: shout out to Miss Teague. Miss Teague.
1: Teague Miss Melton, you woke. Miss Teague. Miss Calhoun. Miss Hobbs Calhoun. Goodbye, (laughs) Miss Hobbs (laughs) Calhoun. Goodbye. I fucked with with them teachers. I know we went to the same high school, but I'm just like, it's certain, you know, teachers. But at the end of the day, I feel like we talking about you know formative years in high school is real formative for us well and we so went to having, school together but yeah, you know, I was going to say yeah just having just... people yeah but just having people that was in your corner that was yeah. able to like pour into you and uplift you so you could be your full self is like really important did you have anybody in yeah, high school like yeah,
2: that yeah for sure um I was going to shout out uh, Miss Carter I think everybody that knows me from high school knows Miss Carter uh, she was a Michigan teacher every year um, when I was in school um she taught one of the hardest subjects. She was she taught uh, math, and I feel like a lot of people came up in her class. Like if they were in her class, they could be you know DNF students, but they will leave out of her class at least understanding uh, the subject matter. And I think that was that was key. But I had Miss Carter, Miss Pugh, Miss Coulter, uh, and Miss Simmons. Y'all actually sent me to DC. People that you know I grew up with know that I I worked at the House of Representatives, and they all made sure I I made it there. They made sure I had the plane ticket. They made sure that I was good. They made sure I had stuff to wear. Um and then uh Miss Pew, thank you. Uh she paid for my senior pictures. She paid for my uh graduation cap and gown like uh yeah. So and they all your, and they all black women.
0: Would you say that that is your best experience in high school?
2: Man, yeah, I had I'm had an amazing time in high school. I mean, I worked in the office. I I went I worked in D.C. for a semester, which was uh, cool and also very revealing about what this nation is built on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We ain't going to go into that right now, but, you know, was... at, at, at 16, I realized that people need to grow the fuck up, and a lot of people that still in there was there when I was there. Yeah, you know, one of my crazy. aunts
0: was a teacher, and she took us on a trip to D.C., and that was very uh, informational. She took me at least... But um, I know, you know, like I said, me and Key went to high school together, so we'll have a lot of those experiences to relate. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we got a lot of differences, too, because we hung out with different people, you know what I'm saying? And we not the same. Uh, and I would definitely say we probably grew closer. I know she talked about us actually, like, knowing each other more, talking more on a conscious basis, and being more honest with each other and how we feel. So I think that's important with, like, your friendships, being able to be honest. If you can't be honest with your friends, like maybe you need to reevaluate that friendship. Um, But I think that high school definitely, like those four years really groom you to be like, who you're going to be or what you're going to deal with. So I think that's important. And I think a lot of people deal with like um, bullying in high school and things like that. And like, I can say like it happened but I feel like everybody in my graduating class was kind of close in their own way or cool in their own way. I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot of beefs going on, of course. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their own clique, as they would say. Mm-hmm. But um I don't think like it was any maybe I don't feel like I got picked on. Maybe I was the bully. Because you did not you didn't
1: get picked <laughs> well, on. <you> did <laughs> well, you didn't get picked on because it was a like you said, a situation where most people, but there was people on the outskirts. But shout outs to the AP girls. All my babies that I was, um, I grew up with, you know, from elementary, middle school, some of y'all. We all successful. We all glowed up, baby. We all doing our thing, hey. and, 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 and whether people like us or not, us being us, it was nineteen of us. Us being you know that it us being us made it cool to be smart. Like the fact that it was in the title, like oh AP, and it was like hey, you know, and it, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. but it was like. Everybody is doing a thing in their career and I, I love every single one of y'all for what y'all brought to my life at that point in time and just I love seeing y'all on social media, getting married, having kids, being on TV, fucking getting Emmy Awards, doing y'all thing. It was yeah. it was what's up.
0: Having kids and everything. And I think a lot of people get stuck on like high school was the worst years of their life. And it's like I could talk to people from high school and now, you know, whether we still friends or not. I don't wish malice on anyone. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I see you out here progressing. I see you out here having kids, relationships, and all of that good things. And it's like, I feel like high school is where I made my bonds and my mm-hmm. relationships and knew like who I wanted to be. And whether it was hanging out in a situation that wasn't necessarily uh, correct mm-hmm. or like just finding myself. But I feel like it was an open opportunity to define myself. But I also feel like people defined me before I who knew knew who I was because of the people who I hung out with. So they just mm-hmm. like, oh, you gay. It's like, bitch. Can I tell you I'm gay before you tell me, mm-hmm. or can I have this like first? But I think I think that's important. Definitely, high school shapes you. I think I, was, I think uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I
2: think that uh, college was my like formative time uh-huh. for me. Is because I allowed myself to become Marae. Uh, I allowed myself to just show up and be me and be cool with that whatever that meant at the time. And you know now I am fully you know, okay with and happy to be and proud of who I am. Um, but I, I was going to say that, like, it just, in high school, I, I, I appreciate y'all. Anybody that's listening from high school, I appreciate y'all because I was weird. You know, we didn't have the most money and stuff like that. And nobody really, they didn't really talk about me like that. Like, and and they was savage at my school. When I say savage, I got a friend right now still scarred to this day about, yeah. like, stuff that they said to him and did to him. And he, you know, he's like, oh, I'm so happy I'm grown now. But, like, you know, the, y'all was nice to me, so I appreciate it, shit. I'm don't I don't pretty you sure know. it was stuff to bake and all that. Yeah. But, y'all, I mean, at least I didn't hear it. I yeah. didn't.
1: I mean, only, only
2: my homeboys, you know, they would they would kind of roast me a little bit by yeah, my, that's my normal. head side. Yeah. But, like, other than that, yeah. like, no. I don't want to say that's normal. You each other? Yeah. I mean, I it love is normal. Like, we black. Yeah, we Yeah, you got to. Hey, As a black person growing up You, you gotta be able to take a joke You gotta be able to take a joke And you gotta have that quick comeback Cause you, you gonna get clowned If, right, an, if I, you ain't got that
1: comeback College I agree with you Cause I like My my closest friends I met at Grand Valley mm-hmm. And like The people that I still talk to On a regular basis Are people that I met in college The best people I ever meet in my life are people. My family Including you right Is from Grand Valley And so it's just like At the end of the day It's like you know y'all we all black in a place that's remote it's corn at that oh my point God. it was no Taco Bell. it wasn't shit it Thank was you, corn. AOR. and we was just you know and we we you know what I'm saying like and we we learned how to make them and make it through you know what I'm saying but i just was thinking about that in terms of those relationships like y'all are y'all are definitely both right like both of them are formative in those years mm-hmm. and they do shape you but it depends on like how you come out from that and where you go like i was the one out of my friend group in high school, I was the first one who was outed. And so at the end of the day, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? like I was the first one who had to deal with all the the backlash of the being gay thing. And your friends being like, well, why didn't you tell me? I gotta find out from other people. And you know, like just all that extra shit. But then it's like, and then my mom was like, you know, when I, I came out to my mom and I had to tell her and all that. And then senior year, all the other moms was like, well, we're going to talk. So they were talking, they were looking to my mom for guidance and advice. And then those people were looking to me for guidance and advice. Like, well, how did you navigate this? And so like, at a very early age, it was like, I was kind of like a sage on the stage, like a granddaddy, if you will. Because it's like, for real, because it's like, okay, I've already been through this on a public scale. People was just rumoring about you, but like somebody literally like, Left our team meeting and told everybody our business, and now the next day it's like, now big. I had to fucking mitigate a fucking scandal Ooh. overnight, and it was just a Before whole. Before social thing. media, right, and so it's just like you know thinking about rumors and all that, and like you know I work in clinical work sometimes, and so thirteen reasons why and how kids a rumor like, can
0: be detrimental. A rumor
1: can fucking like tarnish you, and so I had to fucking <laughs> navigate that at fifteen. At the same time, where like you know, my mom was pregnant and I was having a new sibling that didn't survive, but it was just like I just had a lot of shit going on at home, and then I had a lot of pressure in general, and then now I got this, you know what I'm saying? And then being like you know from a, a family who was like in church leadership, it was a lot, so it just after doing that like two years later, it's like some somebody comes up like other might be it's like oh girl. This is what yeah. you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, it, And so I've always been in a space in terms of like gay shit where I've been like somebody who's been more of like a, a mentor or somebody who had like more advice to give other people.
0: I feel like for me and maybe for other people that was out there, like college was different for me because um, I I feel like a lot of people try to go to college to escape. And it was like, I want to go to college so that I can be who I am. But even though I was going to Wayne State, like my family convinced me to stay at home. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I'm trying to escape these things, but still dealing with them at the same time. So it made me kind of like have issues with school and not really finish that year. And so I feel like college was different for me, whereas real life situations and decisions, decisions at that age is what kind of shaped me. Because while everybody else was at school and dealing with school, it was like I was at school (laughs) and dealing with family things at the same time, dealing with coming out as my identity and my sexuality. And it was just like, where do I find the middle? It was hard to focus on school. It's hard to have a job and still try to get out on your own. And so it came to a point where I said, fuck school and start dealing with all of these life experiences that kind of shaped me to be who I am today. And I think that like people try to go to school, trying to escape something. And it's like, don't look at college as an escape. Look at it as a place where you can build and grow. Mm-hmm. And and at, a, at the same time, like, you're not going to be with your family. I feel like staying on campus or away, like, my first apartment was a big deal. Your first bills are a big deal. And so I think, like, you have to think about that in a full circle as opposed to just, like, I got to get away from this shit.
2: I view college, like, as a way to come up, because you know, my mom worked really hard, and she did a lot, but uh, you know, we struggled a lot when we were, when we were coming up, and so, thank you, mom, for everything you did, but, you know, it was rough, and, you know, I I wanted that degree, that piece of paper, to help me to be in a different tax bracket, and be in a different pay scale, and, um, you know, obviously, I had a lot of experiences, a lot of fun, a lot of whatever, but uh, college was it was a bumpy road, but I made it through. And I That's all that matters. Yeah.
1: College is like and it ain't for everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you want to go cool, if you don't, that's cool too. But like, I think it's something to be said to be 18 and especially if you move away and live alone Start to develop some skills. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if y'all got questions, comments, concerns, and y'all want to engage more with us, you know, this is the end of season one. Y'all got even, like, suggestions or ideas for shit that we need to talk about for season two. Go ahead and leave us voice messages on that Anchor app. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast, And definitely send us emails at locks Love4, that's the number four, life at gmail.com. Leave us anything you want us to talk about for show. And definitely follow us on Instagram at locks love life. And as always, we'll talk soon.
0: All right, y'all. I hope y'all lock in for season two. I hope that it was a lot of stuff for y'all to relate to us. Like she said, send us the topics y'all want us to discuss. It's only gonna be more heat and more fire coming for season two. So just make sure y'all lock in. And it's been a pleasure. To be talking to y'all this season. Locks love life. Mm-hmm.